Welcome to another episode of Love You Most. I found that the more I make episodes here, I've just become so much more comfortable and you guys are a big part of that. I have gotten so many messages from last week's episode and you guys just loved when I shared like little bits of myself and it is kind of scary to like open up and share parts of yourself that like no one has ever seen or heard before and whenever I shared some of the stories from last week honestly I kind of forgot some of the things that I shared and I found that like the more I am sharing here with like about relationships or things that I wish I knew in my 20s and stuff like that, the more I'm remembering all of the things that I've went through or learned from. And I want to like share that with you guys to hopefully help you just learn and grow with me. So thank you guys for just being so encouraging. Anytime I get a message on the Love You Most Pod Instagram or on TikTok, It just makes me feel so incredibly special that you're here, that you're listening, that we're creating this community where we can just be just like friends hanging out. And I literally am giving friendship vibes right now because I'm actually sitting in bed in my robe under this blanket because I just have found that it's kind of cozy and maybe I'll like switch to a different like space. I've podcasted on a couple of other like podcasts recently and I obviously wasn't underneath the blanket then and I figure out a way to like make the sound work but there's something about being under a blanket that like literally feels like you know when you're at a sleepover and you're like little and your mom's like okay it's time to go to bed and you're like okay okay and then she like goes out the room and you kind of like get underneath the blanket or like you know, you get close to your bestie and you're just like talking for hours. That's kind of the vibe I feel like this gives. So I don't know, maybe I won't continue, but for now it's actually early in the morning and I typically will podcast usually in the afternoon. So it's kind of a different vibe, but it's definitely giving sleepover. And this episode is all about not sleepovers, but it is about relationships and it's about what I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s. I've been with Brady since I was 19 years old, and so most of this relationship advice or things that I've learned are going to be about relationships and like being in a relationship, but I definitely want to talk about things that I wish I knew like about dating in my 20s, and that's going to be an episode that will come in the future because I did have other boyfriends before Brady, but this is specifically going to be about like what I wish I knew about relationships like while you're actively dating someone. And so if you're not dating someone, I think that this is still an incredible episode for you because I needed to know these things before I got into a relationship. And I feel like I learned these things as I was in a relationship. But if I had learned these things before I got into a relationship, I think I would have been so much better off because I wouldn't be like backtracking and like trying to figure this out and like work through things with another human. If you are in a relationship, this is also a great episode because these might be things that you really need to learn or maybe you don't know. And hopefully my experience of being with someone for, well, I'm 30, going to be 31 this summer. And so being with someone for pivotal years of like growth and through college and through moves and through relationships and job changes and you know all these things that I've learned being with someone for that long I feel like you just inevitably learn a lot and so hopefully this will be helpful for you in your relationship and then we're also going to have our little Q&A section where we just chat for a little bit and I of course we'll talk about books in our little book section as well 
So the first thing that I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s is that your partner is not responsible for your happiness. This, I think, is one of the biggest things that I wish I learned, but I'm glad I know now, but I wish other people knew. I think I always thought that when you get like with someone and start dating, that they're going to be the person who like makes you happy, that makes you whole, that makes you complete. And so whenever I started dating Brady, I feel like the first couple, I don't know, years of our relationship, I was always wanting him to like fill a hole within myself that really I needed to fill on my own. And so I don't know, I feel like I would get frustrated or upset if I felt like he wasn't making me I don't know, feel complete, I guess. And there were like many years where I actually struggled with sadness and I really struggled with just finding the joy in life. And if you guys want to go back to how I find the joy in life now, you guys can listen to episode, um, I can't remember the number, but it's called How to Like Refuel Your Soul. And for a long time, I expected him to be that person who was going to like bring joy into my life, but like that is not his responsibility. And I've learned that over time. And I feel like relationships should really be two whole people coming together to like build something together and not like two broken people who are trying to like find wholeness within one another. And I don't think that you have to be like perfect, obviously, to be with someone, but I do think that you shouldn't expect your partner to fix the parts of you that really you should be fixing and that you shouldn't expect them to be your sole source of happiness. Of course, they should make you happy, but they shouldn't be like your sole source. The second thing that I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s is that it's healthy to do things alone. And this is something I wish I had learned way, way sooner because I spent a lot of our relationship being frustrated that we like weren't hanging out or I don't know. And we would hang out really frequently. I mean, we were in college when we first started dating. So I swear we were together like all the time, it seemed like, but I didn't know how to do things by myself. So if I wasn't with Brady or if I wasn't with friends, I just wasn't really enjoying life. And now I go out and do things by myself all the time. And I definitely want to have an episode all about like solo date ideas. So you guys can go out and do things on your own. But I feel like until you learn how to enjoy your own company, you're going to have a really hard time with not relying on the person you're with to bring like, be your sole source of happiness. So that kind of like ties back to the first one. And so learn that it's really healthy and it'll make your relationship better if you can figure out how to be, I don't know, happy with life on your own because then when you come back to that person you're already going to be happy with life and with like just enjoying your own company so when you come like when you connect with them or like hang out with them it's just going to be even better and more fulfilling and the third thing that I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s was that without trust there is no partnership and I trust Brady like more than probably any human in my life, but that has been something that has been worked on and really, really like cultivated over time. And I feel like every time you're in a relationship and something happens that maybe they make you feel like a little less trusting or you feel like, I don't know, there's like a hiccup in your relationship, maybe an argument or something. I feel like 
our first instinct is to really hold onto our hearts and guide, not guide, but guard our hearts. And I think a large part of relationships is you do have to be vulnerable and open. And I think trust is one of the things that's most important and one of the biggest ways to be be vulnerable. And it's scary to be vulnerable and be open and be trusting, but I don't think you can have a healthy relationship if you don't trust that person. So if you're in a relationship right now and really struggling with trust or struggling with just opening up to them, I feel like, I don't know, I really want to encourage you. Like you, you really have to open up because if you don't, I feel like you're going to really struggle to connect with that person. And the next thing that I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s is that it's not weird if you want to be with your partner all the time. And in college, Brady and I were really like together all the time. Like if we weren't together, it was really abnormal. And I do want to like say that there is a balance, like you definitely need to do things by yourself. But if people are giving you grief for hanging out with someone that you love, like who cares? Their opinion literally does not matter. I feel like there's this weird, like unwritten societal rule that like, if you hang out with your partner all the time, that it's weird. But if you hang out with your best friend who like maybe is a girl and you're a girl, or you just hang out with just a best friend in general, it's not weird. And I wish that our society like wasn't that way, but I think it's just maybe ingrained in our brains, like girl code or guy code or like whatever. But I have a best friend who in college, we would hang out all the time. We were roommates for a while and we just like enjoy each other's company. And when I would come around, people would be like, hey, like, where is she? Like, where's she at? Like, because we were always together and that was very, very normal and people celebrated that. But I would find that people who would see me and Brady together all the time weren't necessarily as supportive or would celebrate as often. And I do think another part of that is because I think sometimes people are just not going to root for your relationship in the same way that they would for like a friendship or something else, like maybe a job promotion or whatever. And you just have to be okay with that. I think some people really struggle with the idea of people finding true love or finding like a real love within someone. And so they want to find something that they can hold on to to make that relationship not look or feel as good. So if you want to hang out with your partner, hang out with your partner. Don't let your friends or people around you give you grief. But again, I will say make sure that there is a balance so you're not hanging out with your partner so much so that it's cutting out other people. But I do think that like if you're hanging out with your partner all the time and you just enjoy their company, that is totally healthy and totally normal. And the next thing that I want to share, that's something I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s, is that the honeymoon stage can last forever. And I think a big part of why I want to share this is because when I got married, I was so nervous that the honeymoon stage was going to go away. Like people always talk about like, oh, you know, when you get to like two years, it's going to be hard or oh, like those first nine months or that first year is like so hard. Like your first three months is going to be great. But like once you pass that, it's going to be so hard. And 
even before we were married, when we first started dating, so many people would say the same thing. They would be like, oh, well, you've only been dating for three months. So like, just wait until a year. Or after a year, they would be like, oh, you've only been dating for a year. Just wait until three years. Then when we got to five years, people were like, oh, well, just wait till you get engaged. And then we get engaged and so on. And so Again, I feel like people sometimes project their feelings about relationships onto other people who are in relationships. And so don't take any of that to heart and really just think about like, what do you want in your relationship? Like, do you want to have that honeymoon stage feeling in your relationship forever? And if so, what can you do to like create that feeling often? I think that if we know what goal that we want, whether it's in a relationship or a job or a friendship, and we're like working towards that goal, it really helps us to kind of like stay in the right lane in the right direction. And so for me, I knew that I wanted our relationship to like stay constantly in the honeymoon phase. And one of the things that really, really helps. And I guess this is like transitioning to the next thing I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s. One of the things that really helps about that helps us stay in the honeymoon stage forever is to make sure to go on a weekly date night. And weekly date nights are so, so important. We try to go on like Friday, but I mean, just life gets in the way. So sometimes it has to be a different day. But We've done this since we were dating, and it has been one of the biggest ways that we've stayed connected to each other. And I know if you have little ones, or maybe you're in school right now, or maybe you have a job where you're working two jobs, or you're just like super busy that it seems unattainable, but that date night does not have to be something that is super time consuming. It doesn't have to be something that is like super expensive. A date night could literally be you guys are planning on, I don't know, you're, let's say you're in college and you're studying and you're going to order a pizza because you don't have time to like do anything and you're going to eat. Instead of eating that pizza inside, take that pizza outside and put it on a blanket and eat under the stars or, you know, eat while you're watching the sunset. I feel like dates are really just about intention. And so if you know that you want to go on a date with your partner once a week, take the things that you already do with them, just maybe day-to-day -day things, whether it's like, I don't know, you're doing homework together or you're um, like after the kids get ready for bed, maybe you're cleaning up the house or like little things like that. Take that and spin it into a date. And the way that I feel like I spend something into a date is to kind of romanticize it. And so maybe you don't have like a ton of time to like go on a date, but I feel like one of the easiest ways to like turn something into a date is to take dinner or a meal and like eat it together in a really creative way. So if you have a truck, maybe eat it in your truck bed, turn on some like country music, or if you're cleaning up after the kids go to bed, maybe you can just turn on some music or I don't know, just like play some jazz music and do like a quick little dance together in the middle of the living room. If you're students, you can go outside and like I said, sit underneath the stars while you eat dinner. Just do laundry together and turn on a podcast that you both like. Just making the space and the thing that you do be so intentional that it feels special and feels like a date, I feel like is what will make the date feel like a date. And obviously if you do have time, like schedule a specific date and go do something, maybe like ax throwing, or, you know, you can, I don't know, just do something different. I feel like the more we explore with our partners, the more we realize that there's still so much to learn about them. And it makes, 
it makes your partner feel like just new and exciting and kind of like that first honeymoon stage because you realize like, oh my God, I, I've been with this person for so long, but like there's still so much I want to know. And the next thing I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s is that you need to learn how to communicate. Communicating is not easy. And I wish that people talk more in school or just like in general about how important communication is, but it is not easy. And I think there's actually a book called like The Art of Communication or something or Learning Nonverbal Communication. I forget like exactly what it's called, but I'll try to like link it in the little like show notes. But for me, I feel like, granted, I have not read the book, but I've heard that it's good. But for me, I feel like I didn't think about how important communication was until probably like year three. And I think year one and two for us was really difficult because we were not trying to communicate in a way that we were trying to understand the other person. We were really just trying to communicate to get our point across. And that obviously leaves with a lot of like, I don't know, just a bad taste in everyone's mouth because if I'm sharing how I feel and they're sharing how they feel and neither of us is really like understanding the other person, you kind of just like come to a wall where you're like, okay, where do we go from here? But I feel like when you learn how to communicate in the best way, and here's a perfect example, like I found now like Brady, like he knows that I just like love to talk. Like I'm a talker, I could talk all day. And when I get like, frustrated or upset or really like, I don't know, stubborn about something. Like I'm very, very stubborn when I feel like something is right. And like, I'm right. Sometimes it's hard for me to see that there's like another alternative. And I feel like he knows when I'm in that mood. And so if he doesn't agree, he'll just like be quiet and I I can literally see him doing it. Like if I'm like getting super worked up about something, he'll just like sit and listen. And then later on when I'm like not so worked up, he'll come back and he'll share like his perspective that like is usually different or whatever. And I think that's just like the perfect way to look at communication. Like he has learned that when I get really worked up about something, it's very hard for me to see a different perspective. But then when I like calm down, I can easily see that other perspective. Whereas I found that like with him, when he's upset for me, like I like to talk about things right away and I like to kind of like move past it and like, you know, get the argument or frustration or the miscommunication or whatever over with. Whereas he kind of likes to sit on it, think about it, take some time and then come back and kind of like work through it together, but not like immediately. He just likes to really think about it and make sure that he's like calm and we're very different in that way. And so I've learned that like the best way for us to work through something that we're not like agreeing on is to give him time versus do what I want to do in the moment. Because I just know that if I communicate in that way right away, it just isn't going to work out because we have very different communication styles. So I think just looking at your partner and realizing like what ways they need you to communicate and how, I don't know, how different they are from you and just honoring that I feel like is really important. And there's definitely lots of books and like workbooks and all kinds of things that you can look at for communication if you really struggle with that too. I, I think another thing that I didn't realize in my 20s was that communicating 
is not always like reacting right away. I think a big part of communication is listening and is like actively listening where you're hearing something, but you're not necessarily responding right away. And you're really taking in what they're saying. And I don't know. I think that's a big part of communication. And another thing I wish I knew about relationships in my twenties is that you have to remember that you're on the same team. Like if you're dating someone, I think it's easy to feel like, okay, this person is, you know, out to get me or they're like angry with me. And so that means that like, we're going to go head to head and like, I have to show them like how I feel and who's boss and be independent and like whatever. And when you look back on it, like whatever argument or frustration or whatever you have with one another, I feel like I always look back on it and whatever we're talking about is usually something we both want to work through. And I think realizing at the forefront of your miscommunication or your argument or frustration with each other, I feel like realizing at the forefront of that, that you both are on the same team really helps a lot because when you go into a discussion with that mindset, it just makes you feel better. Like, you know, that someone is like in your corner, that you're there wanting to have your best interest at heart. And I do think it takes a while like of being with someone to feel that way because you have to feel like they truly love and care and want your best interest at heart for you to feel like you're on the same team. But remind yourself of that when you feel like you're struggling in your relationship, because if they want to be with you and they haven't broken up with you, then that means like they're wanting what's best for you. They're wanting like to be in your corner, at least if they're like a good partner. So that's something that really helps me when, um, I don't know. I just feel like things maybe like the conversation is not going the right way or whatever. And the last thing that I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s is that you should never stop learning about each other. And it feels sometimes like there isn't really anything else to learn just because I feel like I feel like when you've been with someone for so long, you see them and you see them for who they were when you got together with them initially. And you almost feel like that's how they'll be forever. But like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I am so different from the Shaughnessy I was at 19 than I am now, like completely different. I was very insecure when I was 19. I loved like going out to party and like drinking a lot. And I just wanted to be friends with every single person that I ever met. I was not really confident in my style. Um, I was learning how to wear natural hair and most of the time or wear my natural hair, like naturally as it is versus like straightening it. Um, I didn't really have a lot of money. Like there were a lot of differences between the 19 year old me and the 30, almost 31 year old me. And now, like, I haven't really been drinking a ton, and I'm really working on not only building up my confidence, but being confident enough to be alone, and I make more money than I used to, and I'm more confident in my voice than I used to, and I have a completely different career, and I didn't end up finishing college like I was working towards when I was 19, and I wear my hair curly all the time, and I don't really wear makeup anymore, and I don't know. I just feel like I'm a completely different person. And if Brady looked at me in the same way that he looked at me as a 19 year old, 
I really feel like we would struggle. And I feel like if I looked at him in the same way as he was at 19, I like he's completely different now, too, in the best way. And so definitely just remind yourself that your partner is an ever-growing, ever-changing human who is not going to be the same yesterday as they are, you know, three days before that. And tomorrow they're going to be different than they were today. And I feel like when we remind ourselves of that, it gives us more grace for the person that we're with for to let them like change and grow and be different because we're not holding them to whatever ideals we expect them or expected them to be yesterday or I don't know, expected them to be when we first start dating. So those are all the things that I feel like I want to share with you guys about things I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s. But again, I do want to have a full episode for um, things that I wish I knew about dating because I did date and I had other boyfriends before Brady. So that's coming soon. But you guys also asked a couple of questions. So I want to share those and I'll be putting up a new Q&A box soon because I don't know, I feel like um, I've gotten through most of these questions. But one of you guys asked, how do you realize your own self-worth? And this is a really hard one and a very deep one because I feel like self-worth is something that really has to come from self. And I think sometimes we attribute self-worth to the worth that the world sees in us or that other people see in us. But remind yourself that the best way to see worth in yourself and see value in yourself is to know yourself. And I don't think until you know yourself, you can really appreciate all like the incredible qualities about yourself. So going back to one of the things I say all the time, go on solo dates. I feel like that's one of the first ways that I really learned about myself. If you're going on solo dates, you'll figure out like what you like, what you don't like. You know, if you're outside playing music or reading, you'll realize what's irritating you or what's making you happy. You'll, you know, if you go to a restaurant or a coffee shop, like you'll just learn so much about yourself. And I feel like when we date other people, we literally will just like go on dates and learn about them and we'll decide if we want to be with them or not. And I feel like when we date ourselves, we learn the things that we want to work on and we learn the things that we love about ourselves. And that gives us more confidence for really like anything else that we do in life. And um, another question someone asked is what's your favorite summer activity? And I think my favorite summer activity is reading outside. I just love reading outside. It gives the best summer vibes. I love bringing out a snack like strawberries or something and just like sitting in the sun and soaking it in, playing some music on my like um, phone and just like, I don't know, soaking in nature. I've also been really enjoying like nature walks. Those have been really fun for me. So now let's get into our little book segment. I finished The Sun is Also a Star recently, and I also finished Love is a Revolution and Malibu Rising, which I talked about those in the last episode. The Sun is Also a Star was kind of okay. I rated that a two star, and I also rated Love is a Revolution two stars and Malibu Rising three stars. To me, three is average, so the other two were kind of below average, so I wasn't like obsessed with them, but... I'm reading Rhythm and Muse by India Hill Brown, and it is such a cute book. It comes out, I think, the 30th, so I did get an arc of this book, and I don't get arcs very often, but this book is literally the happy, like, bubblegum candy, 
rainbows and sunshine type of book and it is just the cutest book that i've read in a really long time it reminds me of i don't know if you've read by the book by jasmine gullery but that's a very like happy book like nothing too heavy it reminds me of that and i feel like this is going to be that summer book that if you want something light kind of like a palate cleanser this is going to be that book i probably will end up rating this maybe around four stars because i've really really enjoyed it and i just really like it um and i'm also reading the whisper network by chandler baker i'm not obsessed with it but I've had it for a while. It's been on my TBR and I've been wanting to read it. And I'm also reading A Little Life, hoping to get through it by the end of the month. And that is all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys learned a lot about relationships and you can take them into your own relationships or future relationships. There's a lot of things that I wish I knew about relationships in my 20s and even more than what I've shared today. But I hope today really just gives you like a good basic basis for things that you can bring into your relationship or future relationships. And yeah, I love you most more than you ever know, more than anyone you know. <laughs> well, maybe not, but I love you a lot and I will just chat you with you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye guys.